Hello and welcome to The Quiz Kids from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Listen to it fizz. Alka-Seltzer for headaches. Alka-Seltzer for acid indigestion. Alka-Seltzer for cold discomfort. Alka-Seltzer presents the Quiz Kids and the chief quizzer, Joe Kelly. Thank you, Bob Murphy, and hello, everyone. Well, we're calling class to order in good old Charlotte, North Carolina this afternoon, where the weather has been as sunny and warm as the southern hospitality that our good friends here in Charlotte are famous for. And the five youngsters who are appearing on our program today have been the busiest youngsters you ever saw since they landed out at the airport Friday evening. Yes, they flew in in Chicago, or in from Chicago, rather, and they've had wings on their feet ever since. They were all presented with keys to the city, and they've really been seeing the sights, doing special broadcasts, and visiting the children in the polio hospitals here. The Quiz Kids are helping in the March of Dimes campaign, which is getting underway, and for this broadcast, they're sponsored by the Mecklenburg County chapter of the National Foundation of Infantile Paralysis. Everyone here in this huge audience in the auditorium here, the Armory Auditorium, is, uh, is well, they've contributed to the March of Dimes campaign, and the Quiz Kids are indeed happy to have this opportunity to do their part. Well, there's our opening bell quiz, kids. Attention for roll call. Joel? I'm Joel Kupperman. I'm 12 years old in 8th grade in the World School in Chicago, Illinois. Naomi? I'm Naomi Cooks. I'm 10 years old and in the 6th grade at Grover Cleveland School, Chicago. Lonnie? I'm Lonnie Lundy. I'm 13 years old and in the 8th grade at Lincoln Junior High School in Park Ridge, Illinois. Derese? I'm Derese Richmond. I'm 8 years old and in 3rd grade at Lafayette School. And in our smallest age bracket, little Melvin. I'm Melvin Miles. I'm five and a half. I'm five years old. I go to kindergarten in North Park School. And now then, kids, let's get busy. Here's your first question from Frank Jordan of New York. When a woman driver sticks her hand out of the car window, what one thing can you be sure of? Melvin? Well, um, you can be sure that she's going to turn. <laughs> well, now I'll tell you, you're... You're pretty close there, Melvin. I've got to have a different answer than that, though. Uh, Naomi. Maybe she wants her nail polish to dry. Well, that's a logical answer, isn't it, huh? If I ever heard one. Lonnie? You can be sure that the driver behind him, if he's smart, will uh, 
uh, at least for some women drivers, if he's smart, he'll uh, be ready to put on the brakes pretty fast. <laughs> and Joel has his hand up. Well, uh, with the driving wheel on the left hand, you can be pretty sure that it'll be your left hand that's sticking out. Well, that's another logical answer. And the one I have And that he's right-handed, too. Beg pardon? And that he's right-handed, too. Yeah, well, the, uh, fine, you gave me a logical answer, so did Naomi, and uh, the answer I have on my card is, you can be sure that the window is open. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was nice going, quiz kids. We're off on the right track, and we're giving Frank Jordan of New York a fine Zenith Transoceanic shortwave radio for sending in that question. You know, friends, one of these outstanding portable radios is always Alka-Seltzer's reward when the quiz kids answer your question correctly. If they miss... Alka-Seltzer's reward is the magnificent Zenith radio phonograph combination with the new Cobra tone arm and two FM bands. See if you can't win one of these fine Zeniths. Send your questions to Quiz Kids, Chicago. Mrs. S.A. Burns of Miami Beach likes to read stories that teach a lesson, but she isn't always sure whether certain stories teach a lesson or not. In the story of the princess and the pea, is there a lesson to learn from it? Joel? Well, uh, this story uh, concerns a uh, uh, prince who's looking for two princes to be his wife, but, you know, there's a lot of fake ones around, so he's looking for a year and he doesn't find one till one comes to his door and says she's a true uh, princess. And uh, then he uh, makes her, when she sleeps, uh, he makes her lie down a lot of mattresses, and under all those mattresses is a pea, but she uh, felt the pea. So that, uh, well, I, I think that's supposed to teach that uh, royalty is delicate or something like that. <laughs> Well, let's see. Now, little Melvin had his hand up, too. What were you going to say, son? Well, I really don't think that teaches any lesson, because, I mean, uh, I think uh, that uh, teaches a little lesson to try those things, but not much. <laughs> yeah, well, not much. Well, I, I think we can accept that uh, as uh, very logical. Now, next, does the story of the fisherman and his wife teach a lesson? Lonnie. Well, that teaches that if someone wants too much, he'll end up with nothing at all. Well... It's because the fisherman... Uh, fisherman's wife uh, lived in a poor hut, and she first uh, and to live in a castle and become the emperor and the son and be the greatest thing in the world. Yes. And after all, she found out that uh, being so great isn't really so much fun after all, and that teaches a lesson. Yes, uh -huh, that's right, Lonnie. Uh -huh. And uh, Melvin, uh, were you going to add something to that? It does teach a lesson to not be uh, greedy. That's right. It certainly does, doesn't it? Yes, sir. Well, let's see what we can do with this next one. Uh, Mrs. E.M. Peters of Cleveland, Ohio, has noticed that there are interesting physical features mentioned in operas. Can you children tell in what opera you would find these? First, the Forest of Ilstenstein. Naomi. That would be in the opera Hansel and Gretel. That's where they went to pick strawberries. Correct. Uh-huh. And how about uh, Lake Lucerne? Lake Lucerne. All right, Naomi, again. Would that be William Tell? William Tell is right. Uh-huh. And uh, Bottom of the Rhine. Joel. That would be the ring operas, particularly the Rheingold. That's right. That's Rheingold. Uh-huh. Very good. Very good. Now, uh, Mr. John uh, Olson of San Francisco, California, says that when he heard you quiz kids were going south, he knew you would see a lot of southern bells. So he wants you to give uh, song titles that might describe some of these beautiful lung, uh, young ladies. Uh, Lonnie? 
Well, they're lovely to look at. I've seen yes, quite a few of those, <laughs> that type. Oh, yes. Can't go wrong on that one, can you? Yeah. And Naomi? Lovely, never, never change. Keep that breathless charm. Aha, yeah. And, uh... <laughs> Joel? Well, from what I've seen of him, kiss me once, kiss me twice. Oh! <laughs> and, uh, uh, Melvin? Well, um, that's right what Joel said there, because some girl, girls will try and kiss me. Joel, get out. <laughs> well, those were all very, very good kids. <laughs> and uh, now, uh, here's Bob Murphy to ask this next question. Thanks, Joel. Uh, friends, I'm wondering how many of you have never tried Alka-Seltzer for headache relief. Well, the next time you have a headache, just drop one or two Alka-Seltzer tablets into a glass of water. Watch it bubble up and dissolve. Then drink it. You'll be amazed and delighted at how quickly this glass of sparkling Alka-Seltzer brings relief from the pain and distress of your headache. It's not like taking pills at all. It's so pleasant to take so gentle and soothing, yet so fast in relieving the pain that you'll be delighted because your headache will be relieved almost before you know it. So if you are one of the few people who has never taken Alka-Seltzer for headache pain, the next time you have a headache, all we ask you to do is try it. Alka-Seltzer will do the rest. Remember, if you're not satisfied, your money will be refunded. Ask your druggist for Alka-Seltzer and try it for fast, effective headache relief. We know that once you have tried it, you'll never be without it in your home. Because there's nothing quite like Alka-Seltzer. All right, children, here we go with more questions. Uh, because of the plentiful water supply, there are a great many mills here in North Carolina. But at this particular time, Mrs. Donald C. Perry of Chicago wants to know what 100 mills might call to mind. Lonnie. Well, 100 mills is a system of me would be a system of measures. I don't know exactly what it means, but a mill is a system of measures. I don't know exactly what 100 right. represents, but... Well, now, let's see if we can clear that up. We have another hand up. Joel? Well, a mill is no English value of money. It equals a uh, tenth of a cent, and 100 mills would equal a dime, and that calls to mind the uh, progress on the March of Dimes. The March of Dimes. That's right, Joel. <laughs> Try this question from Carl Canterbury of Moline, Illinois. In Spain, it might be called Quien es Quien. In France, Qui es Qui. In Sweden, Vem are Vem. And in Poland, Kito, yes, Kito. By what name is it known in the United States? Joel? Well, I would guess that that would be the March of Dimes because that's what's going on now. It has three letters and the second letter has three words and the second word is short, so I imagine that would be March of Dimes. No, no. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Joe. Lonnie? Well, from what you said, I imagine it would be something which the first and third words are the same of the phrase. Well, now that's we're wasn't on the, other the right language. track, but can you tell me what... So uh, then I don't think it would be the March of Dimes. I no, don't know what it would no. be, though. Let's see. I'll give them to you again. In Spain... It might be called Kien es Kien. In France, Qui es Qui. In Sweden, Vem are Vem. And in Poland, Kito yes Kito. By what name is it known in the United States? Joel. Well, uh, I would guess that uh, the uh, measurements would be of uh, money. And uh, since uh, the three of the four 
it began with C, I would guess that the first and third letters might be cent. No, no. Or penny. No, that's wrong. Like that. It would be who's who in the United States. Who's who? Uh-huh. Well, now that was a miss, kids. Yeah, that means that Carl Canterbury of Moline, Illinois, gets a big Zenith radio phonograph combination from the makers of Alka-Seltzer. Now, we're going to ask this next question in just a minute, children. But first, I want you and all our friends to meet our special guest for today. He is the city of Charlotte's first uh, citizen, and uh, he's Mayor Herbert H. Baxter. Thank you very much, Mr. Kelly. On behalf of the Mecklenburg County Chapter of the National Foundation of Infantile Paralysis, the City of Charlotte, and all your friends of the South, let me say we're very happy to have the Quiz Kids visit us at this time. We... ...what it means to have available every known scientific weapon to fight this dread disease. But I think you'll understand better if you hear it from this young friend of mine who is recovering from polio and speaks from experience. Mr. Kelly, I'd like to have you and our audience meet Mal Bowden. Well, now we're mighty glad you're with us this afternoon, Mal. Uh, tell me, uh, how old are you, son? I'm seven years old, Mr. Kelly. Seven years. Well, what do you know? And you've had quite a tussle with infantile paralysis, haven't you? What, wasn't it last June that you were in the hospital? Yes, Mr. Kelly. I was in the hospital five weeks, and they uh, then I went home, and the man from the polio hospital came by my house and gave me treatments. Well, that's fine. And I think we should tell the folks listening in, Mal, that the muscles in your left leg and in your stomach were seriously affected by polio. Isn't that right? That's right, Mr. Gully. At first, I couldn't walk at all, Mr. Gully, but now I get along, get around fine. They call me Grasshopper at school. Grasshopper? <laughs> well, the way you've been bouncing around here in the, this afternoon, I can understand why. And they tell me it won't be long before you'll be out running and out jumping all the other kids in school. I hope I can be as good as they are anyway, Mr. Kelly. Well, that's the stuff, son. Yes, sir. It certainly does our hearts good to know that you're getting along so well and that you'll soon be able to get Mayor Baxter with us this afternoon. And friends, remember, your contribution to the March of Dimes campaign will help many American children like little Mal escape the dreaded after-effects of polio. Let's fight infantile paralysis. Now then, kids, we have more questions. Oh, we got a lot of them here. This, this one here is rather an unusual question from Bob Wagner of Chicago. I, I uh, don't know just how it will work out, but uh, we'll soon find out. I am to divide you quiz kids into two groups. One group will represent the Chamber of Commerce of Chicago, and the other group will be the Chamber of Commerce of uh, Charlotte. Now, I'll call on first one side and then the other, and you children are to pay tribute to the city you represent. Now, you get the idea? All right, and uh, Joel and Doris, 
Suppose you be Chicago, that's Joel and, and Doris, and uh, Lonnie and Naomi, y you can be the Chamber of Commerce of uh, Charlotte. Oh, say, wait a minute. Whoa, wait a minute. We have five quiz kids here. So that makes little Melvin left over. Let's see. Well, Melvin, I guess, uh, I guess we'll just have to divide you in two and let you be for both Chicago and Charlotte. You, you can be sort of on the fence-like, see? Will I be all right with you? Yeah. All right, well, that's fine. All right, well, here we go. Now, Lonnie, what one thing do you like about Charlotte? Well, Charlotte is, a, is in a city where, is, a, is in a climate where, uh, or is in a place where the climate is warm all, just about all year round. I remember when we left Chicago, it was uh, a lot colder than it was here, and I understand that even California can't match the weather that Charlotte is giving us. <laughs> That's right. <now>. <laughs> Yeah? All right. And uh, now then, uh, Doris? Well, Chicago is very nice, too. It's almost the same as Charlotte, except Charlotte is a little warmer than Chicago. Yes, it is, isn't it? Uh-huh. And uh, Naomi, how about you, honey? Well, everyone in Charlotte is very hospitable. We've... <laughs> All right, go ahead. They've been taking us around town, and we had uh, a ride at in the country and we picked some cotton and we were at uh, the hospitals and everyone is so nice to us. Uh-huh, fine. And, uh... <laughs> so far, Charlotte's got the edge on Chicago. Now, that's all there is to it. Uh, Joe, how about you? Now, remember, you're from Chicago. Well, Chicago has, is windy and it ha is cold, but not too cold. Now, uh... It, it... Now, uh, you have to have some strain on a person uh, in the weather to uh, sort of invigorate him. In other words, for him to work up to his full capacity. Now, uh, for instance, uh, men in a uh, temperate climate, like, say, New York or London, can do much better than people living right on the equator because the weather is not too cold, but cold enough to invigorate them. In other in other words, if it's too warm, that means that they can't work up to their full capacities in that climate. And also, the climate doesn't change. So what's so interesting about it, uh, if you know what it's going to be? Yeah, yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. Of course, we, we're, we're talking about uh, Chicago and Charlotte, you know. Yeah. Well, uh, Charlotte... Uh, now, let's see now. Uh, Melvin, come on in. Uh, what are you going to say now? You can well, talk I... about Chicago or Charlotte, you know. Well, I think that... Um... This here place, sh Chicago, is very cold. It's been... <clears throat> My daddy went ice skating here. Uh, the children can't even go ice skating over here, so I think here is a... The people have been so nice to us and everything, so I think here is a little nicer place than Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that, that's just fine, Melvin. You can live here in Charlotte and go to Chicago to skate. Huh? Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, Lonnie, you take over now. Well, just think, Charlotte is just a little ways from everywhere. If you like the uh, a pleasant, uh, cool, if you want to be cool, you can go up just to the north part of the state and relax for a fine vacation in the beautiful Appalachian Mountains. Or if you want to nice vacation in the warm weather, the uh, very warm weather, you can just go down to Florida. It's, just think, it's just a little ways from everything. And right in Charlotte, I don't think the temperature is too cold or too hot at all. I think this is an ideal climate and not the way, after all, this isn't the equator, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ho, ho. well, looks like Charlotte wins.
Yes, sirree. Charlotte wins by a nose, and I don't mean a red one either. Huh? <laughs> All right. Well, I'd like to have a little help with this next question, and I just wondered if our guest of honor, Mayor Baxter of Charlotte, would take part in this. You wouldn't mind turning radio actor for a few minutes, would you, uh, Mr. Mayor? Well, I'll try, Mr. Kelly, provided I don't have to answer any questions and compete with the youth <laughs> of America over here. All right. Well, fine. Now, this question is from Mrs. C.E. Hobbs of uh, Charlotte, your own city, and she points out that North Carolina has the honor to claim several firsts in American history. Now, Mayor Baxter will read uh, bits of imaginary conversation that should give you children definite clues, and you try to name the historical event. Here's Mayor Baxter with this first one. Let us keep in mind, gentlemen, that the resolutions made here on this day in Charlotte, North Carolina, on the 20th day of May in the year 1775, are intended to hold only until Great Britain assumes a more reasonable attitude towards the colonies. All right, Joel? Well, that would be the Mecklenburg Declaration, and that was the uh, first uh, real uh, move uh, towards uh, separation with England, and it also was the uh, first place where uh, the colonies declared their independence of England. All right, fine. That's very good. Now then, here's the mayor with the second part. Uh, quiz kids, this is a hard question, but it refers to another first of North Carolina. Look at this old armor eaten through with rust, and there is grass growing in the palisade. They must have gone for a long time. To think that I, Captain John White, can find no trace of them. Naomi? Well, that's the first colony in, uh, in North Carolina. That would be the colony where Virginia Dare was born, and uh, when uh, her grandfather, Captain John White, came back from England three years later, there was no sign of the colonists. That's right, uh-huh. That's correct. <laughs> now, uh, before we consider this next one from Alka-Seltzer's question box, here's Bob Murphy with a few words about this beautiful city we're visiting this afternoon. Yes, Joe, Charlotte, North Carolina certainly is that, all right. And a city rich in tradition, too, famous for its hospitality and one of the most progressive centers in our historic South. And the people, well, they couldn't be finer. And by the way, Joe, I have something to say to the folks of Charlotte about colds. You know, we're really into the cold-catching season now, and a survey shows that right here in Charlotte, 15,135 people may expect to have colds this month. Now, we hope that you don't get caught with a cold. But if you should, remember Alka-Seltzer, won't you? And that goes for you folks all over the country, too, which could add up to 21 million of you. Yes, remember Alka-Seltzer and start right in on the ABC cold comfort treatment. Here it is. Listen. A stands for Alka-Seltzer. Start taking it at the first sign of a cold to help relieve that miserable, ache-all-over feverish feeling. B means be wise. Beware of drafts. Be sure you get more rest than usual and be careful of your diet. And C, C stands for comfort. The comfort an Alka-Seltzer gargle can give the sore throat caused by your cold. There it is, Alka-Seltzer's easy-to-follow cold comfort treatment. So remember, when you begin to sniffle and sneeze, start Alka-Seltzer's ABCs. And Joe, before you ask that next question, I have a little explaining here to do. Uh, last Sunday, when I was appearing as chief quizzer in your place, I told Pat Conlon he was wrong when he was right. The atomic number of tungsten is 74. I uh, had it down in my card as 47. I hope Pat's listening, Joe, because I, I want to correct my mistake. 
Well, thanks, Bob. Those things do happen, as I know from experience. I would say that you merely read the number 74 backwards, that's all. <laughs> well, quiz kids, let's see what we can do with this question. Mr. C.V. Hass of Gary, Indiana, points out that we often hear the expression, a mile of dimes. But now he wants to know if a campaign manager for the March of Dimes had his choice between a mile of dimes with the dimes placed flat touching each other or... 500 pounds troy weight of dimes, which would he choose? Now remember, one dime weighs two and a half grams, and one gram equals 32 one thousandths of an ounce, and 10 dimes placed side by side and touching cover a length of seven inches. Joel? Well, if there's a uh, dime weighs two and a half uh, ounces, then it'll weigh two dot zero eight of an ounce. Uh, I mean, two and a half grams, it weighs .08 of an ounce, or that'll be uh, two twenty-fifths of an ounce, or, and there's 12 ounces to a pound of troy weight, that's two three-hundredths, or it'll weigh one-fifth, one-one-fiftieth of a pound. Now, let's see, if there were ten, uh, uh, ten dimes to seven inches, that'll be seven-tenths of an inch, uh, 12 inches and a foot. So that m would mean that uh, the ants and f f 5280 feet in the miles, that means that the number of dimes would be 5280 times 120 over 7, and the uh, weight would be 5280 times 120 over 7 times 150. 120 over 150 equals 8 tenths times 5280 over 7, that's 528 times 8 sevenths. That 528 plus a seventh of 528, let's see, that's 70. 5 and uh, 3 sevenths plus 528, that's 603 and 3 sevenths pounds of dimes, so I definitely accept the mile of dimes. Right. That's absolutely right. That's absolutely true. That was wonderful, Joel. Certainly was. C.H. Thorny Jr. Jr. of Baltimore, Maryland, said the other night that he got to thinking about all those dreams that Joseph in the Bible interpreted, and he got them so mixed up, he almost had a nightmare himself. <laughs> there was a dream about uh, some sheaves, and another about some corn, and another one about uh, some grapes, and he wants to know who dreamed about which. Doris? Well, the grapes was the butler's dream. The butler's dream is right, and? And the butler's dream was he, was, he saw a vine, and uh, the vine, uh, uh, he saw some blossoms shot forth, and grapes started to grow. Uh -huh. And the butler had a um, Pharaoh's cup in his hand, so he took the grapes and he squeezed them until they... Uh, came out, and then he, gave, he handed the cup to Pharaoh. All right, fine. Now, how about the sheaves? All right. Just uh, who... who uh, the sheaves, the I think, was um, uh, um, Joseph's Joseph dream. is right, yes. And uh, how about the corn? The corn yes. was the Pharaoh's dream. That's right. Absolutely, yes. Well, that bell brings our question session to a close, Quiz Kids. We aren't handing out report cards this afternoon because this special Charlotte, North Carolina program was not scored. But as usual, each of you youngsters will receive a $100 savings bond from the makers of Alka-Seltzer to help you with your future education. And now to Mr. Frank Phillips 
and Mr. Bill Parker of the Mecklenburg County March of Dimes Campaign, to Mr. Clyde Clem of Station WSOC, and to all you folks who have helped to make our visit to Charlotte such a pleasant one, we want to say thanks. It was a privilege to do this broadcast in behalf of the March of Dimes campaign. Now then, we have another special program next Sunday. Several months ago, as many, as you, uh, as many of you know, local Quiz Kids programs started in many sections throughout the country. Over the NBC station in your community, you may have been listening to bright youngsters of your city appearing on those programs. Well, we're inviting some of the winners of these local programs to Chicago next week to appear on our nationwide Quiz Kids broadcast. So, in our Chicago classroom next week, you'll meet a quiz kid from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, one from Flint, Michigan, another from Williamsport, Pennsylvania, one from Elkhart, Indiana, and one from Denver, Colorado. We'll be happy to welcome these youngsters and new listeners to school next Sunday. Until then, this is Joe Kelly dismissing the quiz kids. Goodbye, kids. Goodbye, Mr. Kelly. There are 63 more days until spring. 63 more days of winter's woes and cold and snows. Are you taking extra vitamins every day this winter? How can you be sure you're getting all the essential vitamins you need from the food you eat? Don't take chances. Instead, take one-a-day brand multiple vitamins. Lack of a daily supply of essential vitamins can lead to a vitamin deficiency and keep you from feeling your best and so looking your best. Don't take chances. Instead, take one-a-day brand multiple vitamins. 60 capsules, two-month supply, only $2. Ask your druggist for one-a-day brand multiple vitamin capsules. Listen to the Quiz Kids every week and listen to Alka-Seltzer's News of the World every Monday through Friday on most of these NBC stations. This is Bob Murphy speaking. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. <laughs>